People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. I hope everyone's doing well and safe. I hope everyone's in good spirits, people. First things first, it's the halfway point of the week. With it being Wednesday, I hope you're having a great day, you know, a great morning, a great evening, a great night, wherever you guys are. I hope everyone's moving progressively towards their goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions and aspirations, people. Um, obviously, good morning to those of you like myself over here in the United Kingdom. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night, people. Um, on that note, I hope everyone's doing well and safe. Obviously, people, one love to the Twitch gang, appreciative to everybody that's supporting. Again, one love to the mods, you know, the non-rogue mods, appreciative because you've took it among, among yourselves to do the proactive thing. Is Mbappe world-class? Uh, yeah, you even put it in French. For me, undoubtedly, he is really and truly, you know, look at what he's achieved at his age. Look how he's playing. You know, there's a lot of things he needs to work on and improve, of course, but there's no way you can look at Mbappe and not think he's world-class. Look what he's done in the game. Look at the numbers he puts up. Um, you know, of course, there's a lot of things he can improve, but I mean, come on now. He's a World Cup winner playing a massive part in that as well. I don't like to do the trophy thing. You know, the performance at the Camp Nou the other um, the couple of years ago against a former teammate, more or less. And then obviously last night, he was on it. There's a lot of noise being said about him and obviously the two clubs he played, he performed well. There's no way around it. Neymar is, is, is also world-class. He's another one people don't want to admit. Ironically, we was talking about both of them. I know Lionel Messi's catching a lot of heat and he missed the penalty, of course. You have to hold Jans up. He's, the, he's, he's a world-class player, the best player ever. And he stunk up the place. Personally, I think he had a good game. He just, by his own standards, he just weren't lit. And I think his passing was good. Then his passing range, he popped a number of lovely balls over the top and things like that. But obviously, it's messy in it by his own standards. He was media and he's had Mbappe to, to, to carry him. Obviously, Neymar's cameo, he done amazing. I think you've got to give Pochettino a lot of credit as well. Again, there's, it's only the halfway tie in the tie. Um, but again, tactically, when you look at that PSG team, you look at it... Um, the only thing they really need to improve is tactically, especially as you get down to the latter stages of the Champions League. They've got individuals. And I think, obviously, Real Madrid, you know, they didn't press well. They were probably too defensive. They were playing for away goals, if not that there is any. They're playing for a second leg. They look lethargic. They were second best. But I think for PSG, they pressed. They won their individual battles. They created 2v1 overloads. Uh, Real Madrid did look like with Vinicius, who had a quiet game, like they could counter-attack, but they kind of read that. And I think it was interesting to see Danilo's role in PSG's um, team. So I think Pochettino got his tactics spot on. I think every player got their thing spot on. You know, Verratti, every player on that pitch, arguably, in their own individual sort of ways, a joy to watch. You know, Verratti, quality individual. Marquinhos, quality individual. Hakimi pocketed Vinicius. But I think Vinicius and Benzema, when your team's not really doing much in midfield, you're not going to be on it, you know. Obviously, Kroos and, Mo and Modric with some lovely passes at time, but Madrid didn't want to go forward really and truly. 
And Real Madrid's tie is made 10 times harder now because at the Bernabeu, it's going to be a completely different game. It's going to be a hostile game, etc., etc. But you're going to have no Mendy on the le at left back and you're going to have no Casemiro now. They have got Valverde and all of these things. They can bring them in. Um, I don't know how Messi missed that penalty once again. As I said, Neymar's cameo was clutch. Marquinhos a boss. And Bappe, world-class, without a doubt. King clutch, really and truly. You know, really, if you're on it, you know, the best player in the world has to be Mbappe, Neymar or probably Salah at this moment in time. Of course, as long as Messi and Ronaldo are kicking the ball, there's, 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 it is what it is. But Ronaldo, I know he played well yesterday. That is taking him six goals to bag. Messi's been stinking up the place at PSG. Arguably are the best players in the world doing best ever player stuff right now. I don't know, but it was a good game. Di Maria probably should have bagged. You know, if I'm PSG... The late goal was a terrific bit of skill from Mbappe. But there was chances, you know, Neymar's acute angle, Messi's penalty, Di Maria early on in the first half. You was quite thinking, you know, when is, is it going to be their day? And for me, if I was PSG, looking back, I would be looking back. If we were to go out at that at that period, people, um, you know the thing, come on. Um, I would have looked back at that first half an hour or that first leg as to where it went wrong because really there should be daylight between the two teams. Madrid can really count themselves fortunate. Yeah, they they huffed and puffed and had chances of their own, but they didn't do much. You know, Calvajal, Defo right now as we speak, Defo feeling his hamstring. I think a lot of them, it just looks like Madrid need new blood really and truly. Like they need that medium in that they've obviously got some young players in and around the team. They've got players that are past the hill. They've... <coughs> They probably need them mid-20 range players and whatnot. Um, you know, I know all the talk is on, all the talk is about Mbappe, but I think Real Madrid could do with tapping up Verratti and tapping up and tapping up Fingy and tapping up uh, my man as well, Marquinhos, because I think, you know, Van Dijk, Thiago Silva, Brazil biased, you know, these are the best playing centre-halves probably in the world at the moment in time. I think Marquinhos is up there, Brazilian biased included, man. As I said, Mbappe, quality... Carlo held him as the as as the best player in the world. Probably Brown knows in him, obviously, to call him, you know, because he's probably going to join there. I think Mbappe did well. Obviously, he was public enemy number one at the Euros. He's now being labelled as arrogant. If if he didn't play well, people would say he was bothered. So naturally, there's going to be that that added sort of motiv motivation and, and all of that sort of thing, people. Morning, DJ. I was thinking last night, we're out here begging for Basuma and Neves, but what we really need is someone similar to Verratti. Tempo setter, expert midfield general. You need it. I'm not begging for Basuma. You know, I wouldn't mind Basuma. wouldn't mind Neves. But I'm telling you, lot, you need an eight. You know, you're right. We need an eight. You know, the closest we get to Verretti was Santi Cazola. And again, as much as defending in midfield is about sixes, sometimes when you've got players, arguably even yesterday with Real Madrid, when you've got players that are decent on the ball in midfield, that's a way of relieving pressure, getting further up the field, winning fouls and whatnot. We're not going to act like Embrazy wasn't stinking up the place before his one moment of brilliance. Are you talking about Messi or Mbappe? Because Mbappe definitely was one of the best players on that pitch yesterday. Every time he got the ball, he asked questions. So I don't know. I, I, that could, I, I don't know about none of that. But I, that, let's, that sounded like agendas. I don't know what, where people are going comparing him to Martial, to Mbappe. To, I mean, to, to Martial, to Rashford, all of these things. Mbappe had a quality game down that left-hand side. Even even, even so much so, you know, they brought on Vasquez. You know, Calvajal was getting killed. Mbappe, respect me, but, you know, I don't think you're, you're watching the game either with roast tits or agendas. There's no way you can watch that game and say Mbappe did not have a solid game for PSG in particular. You're going mad. I can't lie. You're moving mad. It's forced, bro. They tried to say, do you know, the only thing I'd say of Mbappe, he just needs to learn now. 
when to shoot, when to pass, just to make the right decisions all the time now, in which that will probably happen when he goes to his next club and things. You know, there were a couple of times his decision-making was wrong, but we can't act like Mbappe wasn't quality yesterday. What a... I respect everyone's opinions, but I can't respect that. Mbappe was quality yesterday. And my mad Neymar was amazing in his 15-minute cameo, 15-20 minute as well. Back heel assist. Obviously, she could have had a goal driving and whatnot. Again, and what I liked from PSG was the attitude, man. The attitude was there. I know they always talk about their players don't want to do the hard graphs, and they all worked. You know, they played some fantastic football at times. I know Messi didn't score the penalty, and that's all that matters, but some lovely passes, man. Mbappe man was running into alleys and trying to lick off shots at any moment. It worked, didn't it? And it was a dangerous, it was a dangerous one. And I think you're quite wrong because he linked up with Mendes down that left-hand side. Another one he had a good game. That left-hand side was dangerous. Of course, naturally, you're gonna run into blind alleys. Agendas are gonna be wrong. But how many times did he get his head up to dangerous effect and twist up Calvahal? There's no way you can say he weren't stinking up the place. If you was to look at all that 11 PSG players, there's no way Mbappe Verratti. You know, Mbappe, Verratti are not nearer the top end of uh, out of ten. They defo played to nines and and etc. Your defo agenda in man. I can't. I respect your opinion, B. I can't respect your talking nonsense. I can't like your chat shit. Anyways, Mbappe insists I've not decided my future after the PSG star scored stunning solo goal to earn Champions League win over Real Madrid ahead of potential move to the Spanish giants. Let's go all the way down, people. You know, and obviously, if anything's going to tip him to stay at PSG, it might be. A Champions League win, really. Speaking to, a, I guess, a Spanish publication, I've not decided my future. I play for Paris Saint-Germain, one of the biggest clubs in the world. This game to influence my future? No, I've not decided. I give my best and then we see what happens. Donnarumma, man said, Kylian Mbappe, mamma mia, he's an alien, he's incredible. Guys, it's a show with Kylian on and off the pitch. So, yeah, man, it is what it is. Obviously, my man should have scored, you know. Should have scored in terms of Messi, but it is where his Courtois made some bad boy saves as well. Let's even denied Mbappe a fantastic goal as well. Before all of that, um, I felt sorry for Militao. I think he battled and things like that. I said I would give it my all. I had to show with my actions. I did it the first time. We'll have to show it at the second time at the Bernabeu. And it's going to be a different game at the Bernabeu. How do we approach the return? We have to win. First of all, for us to be competitors, go in there to say we have a result is not worthy of a club like PSG. We'll have to analyse the match. Messi was stiff. Messi was very smelly. Bro, Verratti and... I wouldn't say Hakimi was the best, but Hakimi had a good game. He kept kind of Vinicius Jr. by... It's quiet by default. They weren't offering much on the ball. There's no way Hakimi played better than Mbappe. Hakimi, Verratti, again, they're there, you know. And as as I said, Mbappe's defo up there when you look at the the... The ratings for all them PSG players. There's no way you can say Mbappe was not one of the best players on that pitch and didn't have a good game. You know, you're just gonna have to live or die by that, man. Respectfully, you know, your opinions aren't really relevant to this. You know, I respect everyone's opinion, but the great thing is we're not gonna die or live by them. You see, it genuinely feels like you got an agenda. Nuno Mendes had a fantastic game, another one, fullback union. You know, his decision making, if it was a bit better, would have scored. But yeah, as I keep saying, Mbappe, Mendes. I would say Verratti in particular, them three were amazing. One love to Hakimi. Again, Marquinhos off the ball. He needs a lot of praise. Again, to beat Real Madrid, you need 11 players. You need your different makers. You need your goalkeeper. I even feel Danilo, their man there. I'm not saying he's man of the match, but their man there were doing a lot of dirty work. As I said, I think you have to give Poch. The players went out there and implemented it. And, you know, with PSG, they always say they're prima donnas. Do they want to do the hard graphs? I don't want to play praise a quality team for doing it for 90 minutes because you need to do it again and again and again. 
But there you have it, really and truly. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a different game there. Where's Carlo Ancelotti's comments? Carlo Ancelotti fumes as Real Madrid duo Ferland Mendy and Casemiro pick up yellow cards to rule them out of the second leg against PSG, which will be played on the backdrop of deteriorating relationships between the two clubs. That's probably aimed at the president's comments and in relation to Nazir El Kehalfi and the sporting director. Scrolling all the way down, I want to hear exactly what Carlo has had to say regarding that. I'm not going to hide. We have almost no relation with... No, that's that's the comments from the president. Where the hell is Carlo Ancelotti's thing? We did not play well, Carlo said. Things would have been much worse if not for his goalkeeper. Courtois had a solid game. I think Courtois might be disappointed by the goal he conceded. It's not his fault, but just someone of... Um, just someone of his quality, you know, it's gone through his legs. I'm sure he won't be happy. Um, he said, I've studied him a lot, both his kicks at Barcelona and PSG. This is in relation to Courtois, saving the pen. I was playing with him a bit with my movement on the line and the save helps us for the second leg, which is true. And then, um, you know, Carlo Ancelotti's gone further and said, Mbappe's the best player in Europe right now. Way. Way. And apparently Mbappe was cheered. I'm trying to find more of Carlo's comments, people. Well, Carlo actually said, the best in Europe today, unstoppable. We tried to control him, double up on him, but he always invents something. But the way he was just running that man, consistently scaring man. Poch said he's one of the best, there's no doubt. It's hard to find words to say how good he is. I think he can keep going. I mean, if Carlo's saying he's the best in the world, it's there, isn't it? Con Tony Crow, sorry, said, we didn't press very well, so we had to defend a lot. I think PSG deserve to win and one has to wonder has Madrid necessarily got the legs to press I did feel one thing because dominating the game PSG were all on top of them I did feel at times obviously when you La Liga to France is different I feel Real Madrid there's times where they play lesser sides in La Liga and they make them work really hard to win the same's obviously said at PSG but nine times out of ten playing in the French League dominating a lot of possession you don't have to kill the game and that was obviously that was obviously that was obviously my my um how do I make it make sense? That was my sort of concern for PSG. It's like they were dominating, winning their 1v1s, had 11 men, well, 10 shirts basically in, in the half of Madrid's. But are they correlating that to winning? Are they going to be ruthless? And obviously they dominated, but there's still there's, there's no daylight between the two teams. There's still a window of chance. And Real Madrid at the Bernabeu is a different entity. Obviously, the one thing that probably took the gloss off Kylian Mbappe in this game was obviously Manchester City. You see them run riot. What was it? 4-5. No, I need, I can't even remember the scoreline. But, you know, Bernardo Silva scored an absolute peach of a goal and got a couple on his name. Raheem Sterling also done a madness, folding on the score sheet. You know, they absolutely savage sporting. You know, there was no romance. And again, miracles can happen in football, but it looks like City can prepare for the second leg um, as well. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. Today, people, make sure you set your reminders. It's Inter Milan against Liverpool. Klopp has described Inter Milan as the best team in Italy. And it's going to be a dangerous and tough game for, 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 for Fingy, for Liverpool. Obviously, Salah returns to Italy where he's played prior at Roma and Fiorentina. That's due to be an interesting game. I'm going to be live for that at 7.30 on Twitch. So literally set your reminders, people. So it should be interesting. Um, <coughs> someone else is definitely playing today as well. I could be wrong, but something's telling me it's the Karim Adinyemi derby and it's Salzburg against Bayern Munich. Yeah, Salzburg against Bayern Munich today is along with, along with Inter Milan, Liverpool. And I'm sure Liverpool... I'm sure they, Liverpool for the last few years will be fighting for everything. Can it have been fighting for everything? But I'm sure with it looking like the league, so not a myth, but looking like a bit of a myth. Do you begin to prioritise the Champions League? I know Trent Alexander-Arnold's been talking kind of not bossy, but kind of mad. 
this brazy, man. <laughs> Bro, Sterling's a madman. He's on a madness. You know, he's an absolute madness. Danilo did very well. Obviously, he's not going to get the glamour because that's not his role. Verratti is such a baller. Would have loved to have seen Iniesta and Verratti in the same team. I would have loved to have seen, respectfully to PSG, you know, Verratti at Barcelona or Madrid, really. And uh, that might be the one regret. Man don't rate pace and power ballers. That's all agree to disagree. You can agree to disagree, but just because you don't rate their skill set doesn't mean you can't praise or critique fairly. You're looking through tints. You know, I don't necessarily rate a lot of players, but if they've played well, they've played well. You know, and there's no way you can look at Kylian Mbappe and say it's just pace and power. You know, there's prestige, there's skill, there's playing with his head up, there's playing in tight spaces. But like you said, agree to disagree, you know. It is, well, it is. Opinions are like assholes. We all have them. Told you, DG, that City sporting game was going to be a Liverpool Porto score And you did. I hope you betted on it. I really do. I hope you made some peas on that. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Inter Milan are playing Liverpool. And Trent Alexander-Arnold has had something to say, really. And I think it's quite cheeky because on one hand, you know, you could say City haven't won the Champions League. And, that, and, that, and that's true, you know. But to sit there and act like Liverpool are winning trophies every year and whatnot, and Liverpool and City could turn around and say, You've got one Premier League in 30 years. So I think he said, I don't think he was making a dig, but it is what it is. Um, I'm not making any digs, but Trent Alexander Arnold picks out Manchester City's failure to win Champions League as a sign of Liverpool's strength, but says the Reds must now win a trophy every season. I mean, Chelsea could probably add to that as well. <coughs> You know, they didn't get to play Spurs in the final. I'm sure maybe City would have won it then. Trent Alexander-Arnold says Man City's European failure shows Liverpool's class. How many times have you, this, this current crop of players won it, though? You know, you've got to two finals. I'm not belittling Liverpool because I can't as an Arsenal fan. And Liverpool, what they're doing is crazy. But I'm just trying to understand the logic, really. Despite their, their domestic dominance, Manchester City have struggled in European games, of course, for a variety of reasons. Liverpool, as you know, made the final um, in 2019 and won. Um, and the Premier League in 2020, where well, it's not the same year, is it? City were beaten in the Champions League last year, but scrolling all the way down. Trent Alexander-Arnold considered the question for a moment before choosing his words. His aim was to give an answer, but what he actually provided was a statement of intent. Scrolling all the way down. Show me what he actually just said, man. Uh, All right, cool. This is what he said. Scroll all the way up. See if I didn't miss anything. All right, cool. The England right back at the time, blah, blah, blah. We don't feel disappointed that we haven't won enough trophies as the ones we have won are the biggest and the best you can get your hands on. Alexander Arnold pointing out, bearing in mind they are in a final, a final against Liverpool in a couple of weeks in the League Cup. Not making any digs, but you look at Man City's amazing team and they haven't been able to lift the Champions League. That's a legit question. They're true. They've got amazing players. They they bullied the league for whatever reason. They've not won it. And whatever way we look at it, I'm sure City brought him. City brought him in. Obviously, Pep Guardiola I'm referring to, to dominate the league, to, to, to improve all aspects of the field, to take them into another dimension. But fundamentally, let's be real, he was brought in for the Champions League and that's as close as they got. Who knows? This year it's looking like they might be able to do it. I don't know. They won a couple of Premier Leagues, which you can't see, Trent, but haven't been able to win the champs. We've won both over the last few years, two separate years, which is true. And it shows we can do it in both competitions. That's true. You did it in the Champions League. You've done it in the league. You had spirit, you had heart, you had desire. But I mean, that's acting like, you know, to, to kind of say they've won a couple of Premier Leagues. Again, it all depends. I would rather be in Liverpool's position in the sense of Champions League and a Premier League. 
but City have dominated and won, won it numerous times, blew you out of the water numerous times. The dominance that comes with it, it's, it's the age-old one. What's more difficult, to win the Champions League or to win the Premier League? Liverpool have showed, even before Klopp's time, that probably getting to a Champions League final for them, for whatever reason, is easier than competing for a league title. So it all depends, man. You know, I would say Liverpool are probably more happier with what they've done in the last few years probably than City because I think City's expectations are slightly higher and you haven't won the Champions League. So I think Trent is right in that. They've won about that that whole couple of Premier Leagues kind of belittles it, really. They've won, you know, they're, they're fast eclipsing everyone, you know. But haven't been able to win the Champions League. There's an exception now as a team and players to win trophies. One trophy a season minimum is what we have to achieve with the squad and the manager we have. We should be winning trophies, which is true. It's expected of us. It's not the stage we are, where we are happy to get in finals and it's just a day out. There's is an expectation now to want to do it every year. That's true. And I like the way he talks at 23. There's no way around the fact that this guy will be a Liverpool captain if he isn't already unofficially. And I'm keen to see the next generation of Liverpool because obviously Klopp is... I'd describe Klopp as the president. He said he's not going to be there for a for a very, very long time. He will step down. Salah and Mane are there for the present. Alisson, Van Dijk, the same. And obviously, Trent is going to have to, not so much in terms of ability, because he's got it, but he's a right-back, respectively. He's going to have to be that talisman. Obviously, when him and Curtis Jones and these guys at times have been looking around, not sure, they can see Fabinho, Van Dijk, Milner, all these characters. He's going to have to be that, really. And it's... It's interesting. I'm keen to see if he'll be a one-club man because I think he will, but who knows? He's 23. Liverpool's all he's known. Who knows what he thinks at 24, 25, maybe 26, really? You know, I don't know. If Real Madrid come calling in these clubs, I don't know what you're on. World-class fullback for what it's worth. As a team, we expect ourselves to go as far as we can in competitions. Looking at it now, there is only the league that is not in our hands. We believe we can beat anyone on, on our day if we get it right, which is true, you can. With the other three competitions, we believe we are able to win them. Cup competitions are always wide open. You see upsets all the time and shocks. I wouldn't say anyone is a favourite for the Champions League. Fair play. Domestic leagues are a bit different. When you look at the squad depth and there, and they are clear favourites. Cup competitions are a different ball game. Every competition we are in, we feel we can win, especially the Champions League. We have improved as a team, learned how to win and adjust. We've had good moments and bad moments, but it's about winning. It's easier said than done, but we believe we can do it. We want to be in every competition. If you want that, you have to play 50, 60 games a season, which is true. And again, City's, I mean, Liverpool squad apologies isn't necessarily the best, man. Um, Bossy talk from 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 Trent Alexander-Arnold, though I must say, and I don't know the specific reasons behind such, but it is what it is, people. Um, in that regards, we'll get into that in a second. I just need to make some timestamps. Uh, that's twenty-eight minutes. We'll call that because we started ten or so minutes before. Need James to come back and show him levels. Reese James, I like Reese James, but Trent, Trent's clear of him for now. He's been doing it for years, man. From the managers to the club, Liverpool are the masters of shade. City probably going to win the Champions League within the next two years. Ah, we have to see, man. We have to see. I don't know, man. We'll have to see. Trent said couple of prems like it's something easy to achieve. Bro, he said it like it's nothing, bro. He said he said it like it is nothing. I do think there's a bit of gamesmanship being played. Don't forget, people, 11.30, I'm going live on YouTube. One love to the second person who's hit that like button doing me dirty. Really, so yeah, hit the like button on that. Apparently, Arsenal been linked with Calvin Phillips, Latoura Martinez, etc. So we're gonna see what that one there is saying. In fact, on that, one sec. What's going on here, peeps? Just a sec. 
something's up with my YouTube title. We might as well fix that right now in play. Why wait? It's all of that about. I didn't title it that. Okay. There we have it. That's calm, people. But yeah, getting into other news. Pep Guardiola also said as well, people, on on, on, on Bernardo Silva. Bernardo doesn't just play football. He understands football. There are players that play good with the ball, but he understands every action like few in the world. I've said that. And I've previously said, I personally think he could be the best player in the Premier League if he really, really wants it. He could be, he is a quality player, bordering on world class for me. I think if he, if Bernardo Silva really, really wants it, he could be a serious legend in, the, in this game. He's got everything. He's someone I've looked at since he was at Monaco, since the days of him being in Portugal, where he wasn't necessarily rated, man. Crazy. How are you going to call Neymar in the best in the world when Eddie and Ketty exist? Great joke. I thought I was deluded, man. Sorry, man. It's just too early for shit jokes. Um, away from that, though, obviously, you know, obviously, Man United defeated Brighton. Ronaldo taking six games. He's back to scoring. Had a better appearance. Uh, Bernardo's, uh, Bruno Fernandes, sorry, looked better. Sancho's continuing his little bit of form. Fred looked like a duck out of water. Maguire looked slightly better, but nonetheless still struggling. Basuma stunk up the... Fred was poor, if I didn't say that. Very poor. Um, Pogba come on nice little touches in his off the bench as well. I'm pretty sure he got an assist. I might be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, no, he didn't, actually, because Basuma lost the ball. I don't know why I think Pogba got an assist. I'm just I'm just thinking of flicks. But yeah, Basuma, obviously, he's a decent player and everyone can make mistakes, but caught lacking in the midfield. Maybe he's trying to do the brown envelope thing and... You know, he's trying to show United, I really am one of you, but he stunk up the place. He never got the end. You know, Burnley, I mean, Brighton bottled it. Did VAR do them harsh for dunk? I don't know. Graham Potter says so. I just don't think you lot were on it. De Gea had to make it. It's not a United game if De Gea doesn't have to make some, some Hollywood saves. Pogba did. I don't know why. I'm sure he did. But then again, did he get an assist? If I remember right, rightly, Basuma loses it and then Ronaldo just does this thing, really. I can't remember, man. I watch too much football. Pogba got credited for the quick free pass, for the quick free kick pass to Bruno. He played the ball to Bruno. Fair enough for him. Yeah, man. What was the, the actual scoreline? It's 2-0, right? Yeah, they won 2-0. Yeah, so the two things can happen. Obviously, the Portuguese duo struck. Bruno Fernandes at the death, Ronaldo in the in the fifty first minute, second half turnaround. So yeah, Pogba did get a, Pogba did get an assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was right there. Pogba gets an assist. What's that? Nine, ten for the season. You know, they all count. They all count. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen Arsenal man get a couple shameless assists, and that it all counts. You know, Pogba's having a good season. He's he's he spent large periods of it injured, but it's just way it's that age old thing of when people look like they're leaving, turning it around and. I look at PSG, I think, imagine if you had Pogbeezy yesterday, man. Ronaldo was pissed Bruno didn't square it. Probably, but fuck that, man. Everybody has to eat. And just as I take both of them out, the FPL team, but yeah, United get three points. Obviously, it's a bounce back because of, you know, United have been pissing about in the last few games. They've got over the line. 2-0, clean sheet, three points, most, most importantly, with Manchester City against Spurs at the weekend. That could be uh, its important three points. Arsenal played um, Brent, Brad, Brentford, sorry, which is difficult. Um, 
and whatnot. And then obviously United got Leeds away and I backed them to beat Leeds, but that's a tough game in itself. And this is what I mean by you can't always look at the narratives. For all the narratives about when Arsenal were doing poor, when, when Spurs are doing poor and, and well, currently Spurs and United, but nobody's moved away from anyone, you know. Say what you want about United and dropping points in the last two games. They've got three wins and two draws in their last five. When you micromanage this thing and look at it on a micro, of course, the devil's in the details. But what is it being said? They've got the same amount of games played as, as West Ham. They're fourth. West, you know, whoever is fourth at the time, you have to be favourites. You know, there's there's a lot of games left, but they're two points clear of the Hammers who got Newcastle. United got Leeds. Obviously, City and, and Spurs. Wolves have Leicester, depending on what happens there. Arsenal got three games in hand on United. But as we've seen with United, with Spurs, games in hand need to correlate to actual points on the board. Um, and you can't really just say these are winnable, these are winnable, these are winnable. Things throw it up. You'd expect United to beat Burnley. They didn't. You'd expect us to beat Burnley at home. We didn't. You'd expect Spurs in their last couple of games to get something. They didn't. And for all the talk around sentiment, what, Arsenal 39.6, West Ham 41 and places them fifth. Obviously, now West um, Manchester United sorry, have moved into um, um, fourth with 43. That's five points off of Chelsea. Now, I know Chelsea haven't played in a while, but if you look at their last form, I'm not saying United are going to do it. I think Chelsea will stay in fourth. Um, but Chelsea are not amazing. In their last five games, they've only got one win. And maybe the, the, the Club World Cup for Chelsea came at the right time, you know, gas up the man, them, come back, rejuvenize. But third could be cut, you know, United, what, what do you say about things? Because, you know, if United win their next game, Chelsea lose, again, it puts more pressure potentially on that third. Obviously, again, narratives are going to change again and again and again and again and again. Even Arsenal, if we don't lose to, if we don't beat Brentford, boy, it could look crazy. The worst case scenario, if, if Spurs, Wolves and Brighton all take points, you know, Brighton, Tottenham and Wolves move ahead of us. Brighton put some serious pressure onto us. So, again, the narratives, the sentiments are going to change, but there's a lot of football to be played. So, again, a, win, a, a week's a long time in football, really and truly, you know. There was a time where, obviously, Brighton were all over United and things like that. Clearly, United, they're not going to get there overnight, in it? They, I think, for, obviously, typically, in Old Trafford is a scary place to go. Right now, because United have been peeing about for the last few years, it's, people are not scared. People want to play. Nine times out of ten, Man United are not the best team on the park. People have a lot of shots. You know, people get forward. They are having to do a madness. Probably realities have to accept for now and just get over the line. Again, if you micro-scope that performance, obviously, you look at people like Fred, it was shaky. But fundamentally, you need to win, really. I swear Ronaldo would be more effective and score more if he, if he only played 30 minutes for a mad theory. Ronaldo missed some headers. He needs to focus on himself. Bit harsh. Another shameless smash and grab performance at home from us. True. And on one hand, you can't, you know, the performance at times has to has to correlate to the result or at some point there'll be that sort of thing. And I think that happened with Spurs. Spurs fans, even my brethren, I told him, you know, I'm not even trying to be doing this sour Arsenal hating thing. But every time you lot are winning, you're doing what we used to do and still do at times on our unbeaten run. You're just slugging through matches. It's not sustainable. Lo and behold, I when he said when he was vexed that they dropped points in their last few games, I said to the guy, boy, you should have lost that Leicester away. You should have really lost Southampton away. There's been a couple of slug matches from Spurs. So again, there's and again under Emre, under Arteta, there was times we were doing rubbish and getting results. Don't get it twisted, isolated. Sometimes that happens in the league. But when it's more often than not, it paints a picture. But again, it's only when the sentiment changes, people want to hear these things. But big three points for Man United, nonetheless. I would say a bitter blow for Brighton because had they have got points, 36, they put two games in hand on Spurs, but they put serious pressure on them and everyone, you know, really and truly. Respectfully to Southampton because they're on 29 points. Arsenal are sixth with 39. 
if you're and they could still get into it, you know, really if they win their next game, probably all the way from tenth. If you want to, if we're being real, I would say from Spurs. I don't think Brighton would do it, but I would say from eighth to fourth to fourth, anything can happen. If you were to be a bit optimistic and these things there, you know, even that, as much as I'm, you know, as much as I think second can't be got, Liverpool got fifty four points, Chelsea got forty seven, two wins. Shaky performance from Liverpool at some point. The sentiment changes. As I said, the narratives are going to change. But, you know, if you were looking at it on an optimistic team, you could say from 3rd to 10th with Southampton, 29 points. A lot needs to happen for other people. But every spot is debatable and open and up for grabs, grabs sorry, arguably. So it all, de all depends on, on that on that one, really, really, and really and truly, if I'm honest with you. So, yeah, it is, is what it is there. Sorry, folks, let's pattern up these. Pattern up these timestamps because that is legitly what it was. There you have it. So, yeah, man, that is what it is, people. It is what it is in that regards. Let's get into some other talking points and notes and things like that. Let's go through some of these things I've got on my tab. The first thing I want to speak about is on the topic of Man United. And as, I, as you all saw, there was rumours in relation to Dean Henderson and being arrested for domestic violence and all of these. And again, I said at the time, we've got to be very careful, you know, because it's social media outlets reporting. The Sun came out with a report and kind of said that a player had been arrested. So some way, some way, shape or form, it was made out that it was Dean Henderson. Now, as I said at the time, and most people, listen, we condemn, condemn when, when it's the Greenwood thing, when it's other things, when it's confirmed, we condemn, but we need to be careful, especially of going off social media allegations and putting people's names through the mud, unfortunately and unnecessarily. Dean Henderson has spoken. He's the Manchester United goalie says his family have been affected by hurtful rumours on social media. Um, allegedly, there was reports at the weekend that he was that a Premier League footballer was arrested and people believed it was him by police in 2019 for domestic violence. The 24-year-old took to social media on Monday to deny the inappropriate allegations made against him. And there's obviously, I don't believe in addressing all rumours, but things like this, you've got, you don't want to, but you have to come out and say in it because you can't have these things on your name, people. Scrolling all the way down, he said, I have a family who have been affected by this so wanted, who have been affected by this so wanted to put the rumours to bed and move on. Can't believe I'm having to do this, but I'd just like to address the rumours that have come to light in the last couple of days. There are some sad people in the world that have attached my name to such inappropriate, hurtful and totally false news stories. So, yeah, man, obviously, anyone that's being done dirty for no reason is brazy, man. You know, it's absolutely, it's absolutely brazy. And look how shit life is in, in this country, man, for some people. But Swindon Town fan, age six, whose mum can't afford food, gives 26p to favourite footballer. And again, but they will tell people like Marcus Rashford to focus on footballers when kids can't fucking eat, I assume. And again, when you're learning and you're a youth, man, breakfast is, is important. When you ain't had food as a youth, you're not developing your brain and you're struggling. And there's a correlation between higher achievement in terms of getting GCSEs and all these things that set you up for life. So it all starts at home. It all starts with just get. And I'm sorry, but we live in a fucking first world country. We, we live in England right now. You know, this shouldn't be a thing. You know, you would. There's, there's generally people in this world that have third world living conditions and it's upsetting. It really is upsetting. I didn't plan on seeing that, but it is what it is. It's there, isn't it? So, yeah. Away from that, apparently Everton fan given free game ban for racial, three year ban, sorry, for racially abusing Dwight McNeil. 
a free a forty three year old woman from Stockport was a, was removed from the stadium immediately, and her season ticket was suspended. I mean, I don't advocate hitting women, but someone should throw an egg on her, man. Throw some eggs and some flour, man. You stupid twat. Absolute you stupid cunt. You know, forty three year old lady. The first thing that always scares me is you don't know what her job is. I hope she's unemployed. I hope she remains unemployed if she is. But who's who's to say she's not a police officer, a school teacher? You know, uh, working in education sector, working in health. You know, there's damn right racism and bias and and, and them things. But there's conscious bias. There's inappropriate biases. There's systemic racism. There's there's carrying on fuckery and doing things. You know, that's the first thing that scares me because you can't always assume racists are stupid. They are stupid to to think they're better or worse than someone due to the pigment of their skin aligned to where they are in this world. But you know, you can't always just assume that they're here, they're wearing wife beat, a stained wife beat a shirt and just moving mad at home unemployed. Some of the most vital decision makers in this world and in organisations are racist. So it is what it is. Rick, Dwight McNeil was racially abused. She's got a free game ban. I don't, free year ban. I don't know in reality if the free year ban can work because she can actually just pop in with another stadium thing. All she has to do is wear a mask and some sunglasses. You know, how do you actually ban someone from a footballing stadium? I know this guy used to work at the stadium and no ban people still roll true. Everton say they have a zero tolerance policy towards racial abuse and that hopefully Tuesday's conviction will underline that point. Um, so you're free. I mean, she's been banned for why not for life? You know, you know, people didn't want Kurt Zuma to kick a ball ever again for for what he did with the cat. I'm not saying right is right and wrong is wrong. He's you know he done wrong, but why a three year ban? Why racism is a thing that you know it's a thing of the past and all of this sort of stuff. So yeah, fuck you, lady. But moving away from that, as I said, don't forget, people. I'm live at eleven thirty as well on youtube that good old youtube there let's see what sergio aguero has been saying people don't know why i've got two tabs open but nonetheless it is what it is in that regard let's see what's been said here um aguero doesn't feel like his heart feels like his heart doesn't work properly bro and he's sprinting leaves him out of breath and again as much as this is hurtful to say it but it's better you find out now in your 30s than when you're 60 or or whatever in it really and truly Scroll all the way down. What has he said, people? If I try to play football tennis now, I run out of breath when I want to sprint. I just feel like my heart doesn't work properly. Crazy. The first 15 days, I had a terrible time. When it happened, I thought it was nothing and that I was going to be fine. But when I arrived in the hospital and they left me in a small room alone with a lot of monitors around me, I realised something was bad. And after two days hospitalised, I started to become nervous. That's upsetting, man. Allegedly, the FA wants to become the home of a new regulator for the national game and believes it can offer a complete solution to government as it seeks to protect clubs and fans from reckless financial decisions. I don't agree with this. I think any new governing body should remain non partial you know there's already a conflict of interest from the footballing association and they've shown themselves incompetent among many aspects internally and when they've tried to get involved in external things but it is what it is the fa wants to be the home of a new independent regulator for football which could oversee the sharing of wealth and financial management of clubs within sport the government is keen to introduce a new regular for the national game regulator for the national game following repeated bids from the most powerful clubs to break away and financial mismanagement of teams throughout the footballing pyramid. There was a fan-led review by Conservative MP. That's where I turn off. Um, apparently, Chair Chairman Debbie Hewitt has written to members of the FA Council telling them that financial regulation in football is not working as it should and change is required. Is it working within the very same FA? Because I think when you look at football clubs, at football associations, at leagues, it's just fat cats 
winning the game, you know? None of you lot care. You don't care about regulation. You care about control. You do not care about the integrity of this game. Start in-house. Is FA's practices the best? No, it's fucking shit like everything else. Football Mirror Society, just like the government. Any creditable source in this country does not work. I don't even want to read the rest, people, man. I haven't got much time for the FA, man. So I'm not going to read the rest. But yeah, the FA want a new want to put a new regulator regulator in place. New football regulator. John Hart. Obviously, we have Dean Henderson. Speaks out. So yeah, man, it is what it is in that regards, folks. There we have that. Yeah, that's Champions League. And that's footy talk. Timestamps done well. So we said, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I like Damari Gray. I'm not I'm not racist. I go to the I go to the Caribbean shop every Friday and I get jerk chicken and rice light, man. Crazy. Big up yourself, Josh. Absolute silliness. It's just it's funny, man. It's scary out here. It takes a rumor to tarnish your name. It's, it, it really is, man. It really is. Especially when, again, you know, when people just people won't wait for facts. People just like to run with narratives and things like that. So, yeah, man, it's nice to, well, I hope that, because I don't know, there's many twists and turns in life, but it's nice to see that no allegations were brought against Dean Henderson and he's able to clear his name. And again, it's quite hard. It's quite hurtful, really and truly. Whoever it is, brazy. And we all know, again, footballers are doing mad things. People are doing mad things anyways in this life. Which is crazy. What else is going on? Should we look at some transfer news, if there is any? I want to turn my pain into my pain into a purpose. No, 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 them thing do. Why for that? Looking at transfer news, people, Cristiano Ronaldo is attracting the interest of PSG, Bayern Munich and Roma as he weighs up whether to leave Old Trafford this summer. Not quite sure if Roma have the finances behind that. Bayern Munich probably do. They probably won't do that. PSG, again, with Mbappe's future subject to speculation, it could be something. And who wouldn't want to see Messi and Ronaldo as teammates for once? Maybe, you know, maybe been robbed of it 10 years or five years too late, but it is what it is. Manchester City have offered 5.5 plus bonuses and add-ons for Atletico Mineiro winger Salvio. The 17-year-old is also being looked at by Arsenal. We'll recover that at 11.30. West Ham are planning summer talks with English forward Gerard Bowen over a new deal to fend off interest from Liverpool. Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund are the latest clubs keeping tabs on Chelsea's Albania forward Armando Borgia, who's currently on loan at Southampton. Uh, Aston Villa are willing to spend £50 million on Basuma. I mean, £50 million on Basuma with contracted until 2023. Fair enough. Obviously, we're going to speak about 11.30, but Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Newcastle, all looking at Calvin Phillips. Chelsea are focused on signing Jules Oconde after being told that PSG will not sell Marquinhos. Uh, Telemans has been urged to snub moves to Liverpool and Manchester United in favour of Chelsea by former United and, mid and Brazil midfielder Kim Burson. Many of you won't remember him. And if you the ones that do, you remember him for being shit. Liverpool are in talks with former England midfielder James Milner over a one-year extension. Gerard is also interested in bringing Milner to Villa Park or back to Villa Park, which would be good. And there's rumours of Suarez, so get the boys back together. Jose Mourinho is keen to take Hoiberg to Roma. And obviously, they worked with each other previously. 
Leicester and Southampton are in the hunt to sign France midfielder and Bristol City's Han Noah Masuengo, former Monaco lad. West Ham are in talks with Mark Noble about the English midfielder taking up a football executive right at the end of the season. That's nice, you know. Obviously, it's Mark Noble who's been a loyal serviceman, but that's nice, you know, the privilege in that, you know. Already, you know, man, executive at 34 already. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I'm sure he's got his own ideas. It is what it is. Mark, apparently, he's got his own ideas. I think Mark has other ideas. This is David Moyes. Maybe a role as a sporting director or a technical director rather than on a footballer. And that's good. But it's nice, though. Not everyone can do things like that. And that, that's the. it's not necessarily a case of hating the players, hating the game. Aston Villa are willing to listen to offers for Bertrand Traore in the summer. Pep Guardiola is considering offering Fernando Fernandinho a place on his coaching staff for next season. Again, the privilege of being a footballer. Iniesta would welcome returning to Barcelona as a player if the opportunity were to arise. I mean, Dani Alves is there, so anything could happen, surely. Uh, let's go on Goal.com and see some of the other rumours. In February, looking at rumours, eh? Let's see what else is there. Tottenham will not move for Bell this summer. Obviously, there was previous reports that Spurs could bring Bell back for a third spell. Obviously, the 32-year-old's contract is ending at Real Madrid. Boltman and Carlos still keen on Newcastle. Apparently, they're both still interested in moving to Newcastle despite their January transfers falling through, provided Newcastle, which I think they will stay in the league, I guess. Um, what else is going on? Barca and Dortmund vying for Mizawi, the free transfer of the Ajax man is soon landing. Arsenal were interested in Rafa Leo once again. We spoke about that yesterday. Uh, what's going on? One matter is set to leave Manchester United as a free agent at the end of the season. Bit boring over there from goal.com. Not the most exciting of rumours. What else is going on? You go on the athletic. Mm -mm. What's the athletic got? What have you got for us? We already spoke about that. Apparently, Mason Mount is expected to miss at least two weeks with an ankle injury. He's battling to be fit for the Cat Yarabel Cup final. De Gea has called on United to kill the game in the future after beating Brighton. Apparently, Tottenham to go on first overseas tour since pandemic with pre-season trip to South Korea, which is good in terms of engagement. You've got Son, who's worshipped as a, as a god, really, poor, um, respectfully, in the Asian region, as well as his, as, as his home in South Korea. So there's obviously, you know, poster boy. It makes sense. It makes sense. So, yeah, man, that seems to be that in terms of transfer news and all of that sort of stuff, people. Transfer news. Let's pattern up the timestamps. There we have it. What else are you saying? Spurs turning on Heiberg anyways. Roma is brazy. No, nah, don't. This is absolutely brazy. Don't forget, people, 11.30 settings. 11.30 settings, we go live once again. That will be more of an Arsenal one over on YouTube. And that, again, 7.30, live on Twitch, Inter Milan versus Liverpool. Make sure you're there, folks. When your midfield consists of McTominay, Fred and Bruno, don't expect to keep the ball. It's silly, isn't it? You know, <laughs> imbalanced. It's quite a mockery, you know. I'm not someone who's harps on about names, but the profile of that is quite is quite terrible, really. Don't know why my Twitch started echoing. Let me scroll the way up. 
Well, see what I'm saying. Short term in relation to Arsenal, short term L, long term gain. United are low key laughing that they are getting him in the summer. Probably. Quite disrespectful for Pep to end the tie away in the first leg. Humility is free. <laughs> the thing I like about Liverpool and City, there's no rematch. Re there's there's no romance behind it. You know, they kill it, they kill teams a different way, you know. City are more on torturing and killing you slowly. You know, Liverpool is just like you're just getting mauled to death like by lions. It's just bare people onto you and stuff. But they kill games nine times out of ten. Jose needs to make up. Jose needs to make up their mind. I think you mean Roma needs to make up their mind whether they want Xhaka or Hoiberg. Maybe gets both. I hope so. You saw rumors they got hundred million to spend in the summer. Not sure. DG, can we discuss the span of these Premier League defenders? Bad first touches, making mistakes under min minimal pressure. It's nuts. Again, the, the level of defending, like the level of goal scoring, we're in a problem. There's a lack of quality defenders. And when I say quality, I mean all round. And the same goes for strikers because everything's just a midfield battle nowadays. There's a striker you can get away with. I know the game progresses and you've got to do more, but you could get away with being shit. But people could say you drop deep heat maps, all these sort of things, you know, defensive forwards and that. As a centre-half, you could be meaty. But if you play one lovely pass, everybody loves you. It's meaty. Inter versus Liverpool score predictions, DG. 2-1 Liverpool. I hope, I, hope, I hope that's not the case, but... 2-1 Liverpool. Without a doubt. For extra live streams and videos, subscribe to me on YouTube 100%. Shout out to the Nightbot. Good assist there, mate. Good assist there, mate. Appreciative to that one. So, yeah, man, it's due to be interesting. Obviously, Thursday, we've got Europa League. Don't forget, people, you know. Actually, on Twitch, Napoli versus Barcelona. I'll be doing a watch-along for such. What else have we got going on? No, this is all... This is... This is all for eleven thirty. Yeah, right. Can I be back at the carpet? Yeah, right, mate. Arsenal link with Sergio Roberto. That sounds great, doesn't it? It's definitely gonna work out. Definitely going to work out. Definitely going to work out, ain't it, me, people? But on that note, obviously, we've been here for just over an hour. We've spoken about the Champions League. We've spoken about talking points. I might as well get out of here and prepare for my YouTube live stream. As I said, people, it's a jam-packed day of content. Join me at 11.30 on YouTube. If you can't, then at least hit the like button. Make sure you're following and subscribing across both. I'll be back at 7. I'll be back at 7.30, people, where obviously it's Inter Milan, Liverpool. That is on Twitch. And don't forget to set your reminders for such. Check out the schedules. The same is to be said for Napoli versus Barcelona, which I think will be live from around 4-ish, 4 4.30-ish. Pardon me. Only because I need to get coffee. Pardon me. Just wait you see. Only because... I think kickoffs at 5.45. But on that note, it's been a great start to the morning. I hope everyone's doing well and safe wherever you guys are. It's the halfway point in the week. So I hope you're moving that much closer to your goals, hopes, dreams, ambitions and aspirations. I'll catch you lot in a piece, people. Follow the like, hit the like button on the YouTube thing. Make sure you're following on Twitch. On that note, peace. <laughs>